Today's podcast is presented by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters with a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today and become a member. Immediately be connected with advertisers that fit your audience. That's podgo.co at podgo.co. And be sure to add our podcast in the How Did You Hear About Podgo section of the application. They have to get to the 32. Four-man rush. Bridgewater. Pocket collapses. He's in trouble trying to run it himself. Bridgewater diving and he's there! Unbelievable! He flew through the air like Superman! Hello everyone and welcome to Meow Mix, the Carolina Panthers podcast. My name is Steven. My name is Jerry. And it is our weekly preview show. Today we will be covering the Carolina Panthers hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at Bank of America Stadium. Here in sunny Charlotte, North Carolina. Hopefully it'll be sunny. Um, we'll also talk a little bit of news, uh, Panthers news and some NFL news. And we'll go ahead and kick it off there. So Jerry, take it away. At starting off, we're going to have a little fun here. The Jets are so bad, the Jets general manager, Joe Douglas, was caught sleeping during the mo- their Monday night football game against the New England Patriots on Monday. How <laughs> bad does your team have to be when the guy in charge of everything is sleeping during a primetime game, which they were actually in? I was like, going to say, they, it was actually a pretty entertaining game. <laughs> like yeah. It was competitive. I mean, are they just so bad or just already know they suck so bad that they're getting the first pick that he doesn't care? I mean, is his job safe? Like, <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> I mean, geez, yeah. you're 0-8. Oh, you're oh you're, oh, oh I don't nine, know. Oh yeah, nine if, now, right? If, I, if RGM did that, Marty Herney, I already have my own issues with Marty Herney. But come on, if he was sleeping out there, like during a game, oh. That's, yeah, you should at least despicable. be uh, doing some research on who your coach is going to be next year because we know it's not going to be Adam Gase. Exactly. There's plenty of things for you to do, Joe Douglas, <laughs> during a football game other than sleep. Evaluate um, talent. Uh, look for other head coaches. I mean, there's plenty of things to do. I'm sure there's some head coach candidates on the other side of that team or on the other yeah, side of that I, game. Yeah, exactly. Josh McDaniels could be the next coach of the Jets. I don't think yeah. Belichick would ever let that happen. I don't either. I don't. <laughs> Belichick hates the Jets since he uh, he like signed in as a head coach and like a week later resigned and signed with New England. I saw today an article where he said that the best the best thing that ever happened in his career was not going to the Jets. Was basically leaving the Jets for the Patriots. That was the best thing that ever happened in his career. Well, said. yeah. I mean, look Which, at the ownership. You know, sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, the results speak for themselves, obviously. Yeah. Now, Luck, right, lucky for him, Jets he had Tom talk. Brady. Enough Jets talk. <laughs> the Atlanta Falcons released their 2017 first-round pick defensive end Tack McKinley, and the Cincinnati Bengals picked him up off waivers. I know when we saw this, we kind of were like, I wonder if the Panthers will go for him. He's young. He's talented. Mm-hmm. He doesn't cost but 800000 against the cap. But the Panthers didn't put in a waiver claim, and the Cincinnati Bagels were higher anyways, and they went ahead and claimed him. 
Yeah, and Zach and McKinley had, I think, been requesting a trade uh, or had at least been making noise that he wanted out of Atlanta around the trade deadline, and I guess they couldn't find a taker for him if they even tried to trade him, uh, which I assume they they would have if they were going to release him a few days later. So, uh, yeah, I mean, he, you know, a bit of an underperformer, I guess. You know, high draft pick, but hasn't really lived up to that position. Yeah. I wouldn't have minded the Panthers taking a flyer on him. Yeah, for, I mean that's that what price. that's what you're doing at that point. Yeah. I mean, a waiver claim, eight hundred thousand, mm-hmm. still he still Good has moved that. by the Bengals though. I mean, they're you know the Bengals could be decent in the next few years, especially if if picks like you know things like that work out for them, mm-hmm. which historically they haven't for the Bengals. But who knows? Yeah. Now COVID has been rearing its ugly head lately. Uh, nationwide, the positive tests are rising. Unfortunately, in the NFL, it's rising as well. Multiple teams are having multiple uh, positive tests. None other than the Steelers are having lots of issues. Starting quarterback Ben Roethlisberger, running back Jalen Samuels, offensive lineman Gerald Hawkins, and linebacker Vince Williams were placed on the COVID reserve list. Now, if they start testing negative, they may have a chance to come back on Sunday, but that's a lot of players. And I think Vance mm-hmm. McDonald, their tight end, was uh, placed on there a few days earlier than that whole group of them. Yeah, and I'm not sure which which of the players or maybe even staff was the one that mm-hmm. tested positive, um, but it it seems like you know if this this sort of thing seems to happen every week like Matthew Stafford mm-hmm. a couple like well, last week I think went on the list and then came off Wednesday and was able to play in the game so uh, for Steelers fans I mean hopefully none of these guys test positive and they're able to play the you know this week yeah now speaking of COVID like I said it's rearing its ugly head in the NFL the NFL went ahead and approved a COVID nineteen playoff contingency plan if meaningful games are canceled. So any Jets games gets canceled, <laughs> nothing happens. We keep moving on. Sorry, I said no more Jets talk. But the playoff scenario is if the season had to end next week, they would pick 16 teams for the playoffs. Obviously the top eight seeds from each conference. So just adding one t- playoff team that was on the bubble, so mm-hmm. no yeah, team would get a buy. Not necessarily if like the season ends early. It's it's like you said, if meaningful games are canceled. So honestly, like, would you put it past the NFL if a Jets game was canceled and it was not able to be made up? Mm-hmm. Jets, I don't know. So what's another team that's not going to make the playoffs? Jets, Vikings, right? If a game like that was canceled. Don't you think the NFL will be like, well, that's, sorry, that's a meaningful game. We're going to go ahead and institute this plan and get another team in here. No, I, I agree. Oh, I just yeah, don't necessarily. Would. You would have to be to, a game or two out of the playoff eight seed, I think. To no, I think they, consider... I think they are, they are dying to do this because it's more money. It's more money for the league. What this a- adding adding an extra playoff team? That's just yeah. one game. That's it's one more, extra game. Exactly. That's hundreds of thousands of dollars. But in ad depa- revenue okay. and fan that means attendance. That, if, if that it would also mean ending the season early. 
No, it's not. It's if meaningful games are canceled. It's not ending the season early. I don't if they don't the end ending the season, season early is a is a possible scenario here, but it's if meaningful games are canceled, not necessarily ending the season early. Obviously, they would much prefer to play the entire season <laughs> than well, yeah. add one playoff team. Well, that's what I'm saying. I don't think that if they play the full season, they're going to implement this because the NFLPA will not allow them to implement this. I mean, they've already only signed like off on it. The NFLPA's already signed off on I, it. I have this to is see a that because now. I don't. I don't believe that that is in good spirits of what. What would, what would be, be the NFLPA's issue with having more players in the playoffs? What's the downside of that for the NFLPA? Uh, you know how it is, man. I don't. No, I, I don't, don't know how it is. That's more money for the players because they get the extra game check. It's more revenue for the league, but more risk for the teams. There's a reason why the NFLPA has been trying to hold off expansions of games. It's so they can get the money. Exactly. It's all about the money. <laughs> Doesn't have anything to do with risk. You know the risk and the money are, you know, the, once the money is there, then the risk is fine. Yes. Uh, either way, it, this is like, it's going to be funny when, <clears throat> you know, it gets down to weeks 15, 16, 17, and you've got some fringe playoff teams sitting there and their fans are like, oh, you know, like scouring the news to see if any te- any games are going to be canceled so their team can make the jump into the playoffs. Yeah, it's going to happen. There's going to be like a team that's going to be good enough to play in the playoffs that doesn't make it because no games were canceled. Well, I mean, look at Tennessee. They've already pushed away their buy. <clears throat> I mean, if they have another outbreak, one of their games could easily be and canceled. I would consider, in I'd the... consider that a meaningful game. Like, well, they're, yeah. right, they're I mean, in the they're... mix. Yeah. So. That's interesting, uh, though. Um, you know, we talked about when we talked about the additional playoff team being added in each conference earlier this Mm -hmm. year, that we thought that that would stick around for years to come. Uh, Obviously this like contingency plan probably won't stick around for years to come because we're not going to have this pandemic forever. But do you think the 16 team playoff possibility will stick around? I mean, the possibility. Yes. Yeah. You know what I do hope sticks around from this COVID list? Hmm. The IR kind of rules that they've done, where like someone can go on IR for three weeks and come back, and then nice they have se- that practice squad where they can boost somebody up. What I a really great like segue! That. What a great segue, Jerry. Thank you. Now moving on <laughs> to the Panthers news. Christian McCaffrey won't play on Sunday and is seeking a second opinion on his shoulder, which injured was injured on his, the final drive this past Sunday against the Kansas City Chiefs. Rule mentioned it was an AC joint issue. So, yeah, which is never what you never want to good. hear. Depending on the severity, you know, that kind of thing can require surgery. Uh, and as you said, CMC is looking for a second opinion, which makes me think that the first opinion he got wasn't what he wanted to hear. Yeah. So, that would, to me, make it seem like he's looking for an opinion that says no surgery or less recovery time or whatever the, the case may be. So we'll see. I mean, it rule did say that he did not think it was season ending, but we still might be looking at two or three or four more weeks without McCaffrey and McCaffrey 
you know, as good as Mike Davis has been, McCaffrey is just a game changer for the Panthers. Yeah. I mean, look I mean, what he did last week. Yeah. I sent you a stat earlier today, or maybe it was yesterday, basically saying that the Panthers were what, 26th in red zone scoring offense. With McCaffrey on the field, they scored eight out of nine times within the 20-yard line. With McCaffrey yeah. not on the field, it's 10 of 21. That's that's a massive difference. Yeah. So the guy I mean, just knows I, how to get into the end zone. Well, I also brought up the point that last week we ran it on fourth down a lot. Mm-hmm. We yeah. ran a play on fourth down inside that 20. Mm-hmm. I think it was two or three times. So that skews it a little bit. But the other times, I mean, it's still a significant amount. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I, and I really wouldn't mind talking about that for a minute. Do you think it's that the Panthers are just – they play – differently in the red zone when McCaffrey is on the field or is McCaffrey just good enough to to do it himself or, or are they just running plays differently I think it's you have a superstar you give him the ball in that yeah. area and that's what superstars do and no knock on uh, like Mike Davis or anything they don't have another superstar I think Re- Robbie Anderson's a star yeah I think I mean, look at Curtis Samuel. Curtis Samuel's mm-hmm. another one who kind of – he gets that ball near there and he gets in. I mean, there's been running plays and other plays. I would honestly use Curtis Samuel more in that area. Yeah, maybe we can talk about this a little more in the game preview, but uh, I think it's interesting. That's uh, That was, to me, an eye-opening stat. Like, mm-hmm. Obviously, we knew McCaffrey was important to the team, but as good as Mike Davis has been, I think a lot of people were like, well, you know, Mike Davis is – 90% of what McCaffrey is. Well, no, he's not. Yeah. Now, talk about Christian McCaffrey. I do want to apologize to our listeners. Late night on Sunday, I can't do basic math. <laughs> and Christian McCaffrey had 151 total yards, not 176. I guess I was a little tired and read that wrong and was just excited to get my uh, bold <laughs> prediction right, and I was boldly wrong. Just, just That's okay. I'm sorry. That's okay. We didn't get any emails about it or anything. I know. I was kind of surprised. I was like, "Wow, everybody uh, just accepted it. Cool." You know, our most of our listeners also have gone through the North Carolina school system, so <laughs> they, they may be like, uh, "Yeah, he's right. 176 makes sense to me." All right. Other Panther news: Panthers activated running back Reggie Bonavin from the practice squad and place linebacker Adarius Taylor on the IR list. This is where I was telling I really like this IR because mm-hmm. you can you can bump Reggie Bonavin back up. You can, you know, put Taylor on there and then in three weeks if he's healthy enough, bring him back, you know. Mm-hmm. I just think this is a really good way. I if I was the NFLPA, I would be pushing for this because this brings players into the league more. How can they how can they go away from this little short IR. I mean, it makes I, so much sense. It it's does. so good for the league. I don't know why they didn't, didn't have in the first place. Yeah, I mean, this is just <laughs> absolutely beautiful in my opinion. Yeah, and baseball does something very similar to this where they have different levels of IR or, mm-hmm. or the dis, the disabled list as they call it in baseball. So it's not like a crazy thing. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. I mean, look at Christian McCaffrey's high ankle sprain. He mm-hmm. would have had to been out eight weeks, eight weeks. before I'm yep. back. Yep. I mean, and with this one, if he gets, you know, depending on what his second opinion is, they could put him back on it mm-hmm. for three weeks, 
Let him heal up. Have that roster spot free. And this is the season for him to rest. Let's be honest. We're not in a playoff contention, really. So he's having like such a great season, though. Like, just he would be. It it probably if he played sixteen games, he'd have. He's already. He's got six touchdowns. He's played three games. Yeah. I mean, he could. He may not do another thousand thousand, or may not have done another thousand thousand. But he could have scored twenty touchdowns easily this season, and maybe he still will. I don't know. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Yeah. All right. So that's the news. Um, let's do a quick mail meow mix mail bag. Meow mix mail bag. Thank you, Jerry. Uh, we got a couple of awesome uh, folks reaching out to us. Charlotte from Ontario. Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Uh, I'm a new listener and NFL Panthers fan from Toronto. I found Meow Mix on Spotify and love your show. I am stoked for your shows every week. Just want to give you both a shout out. Thank you for the awesome and interesting content. And the laughs about to hear Whitehead. Those aren't laughs. Those aren't laughs. (laughs) They're laughs through Uh, cries. Right. (laughs) Thank you, Charlotte. We've very much appreciate that. And then we've got a, a message from Pete from the UK. He's been following the NFL for a couple of years now and chose the Panthers as his team. Uh, stumbled across our show and glad that he did. Uh, didn't get an opportunity to talk to any other fans where he is, so listening to us discuss things on a level that's not polished or TV-style commentary is great. Thanks. So thanks sort of for the backhanded compliment there. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't think either one of us are TV broadcasters, so I'm okay with it. Yes, uh, not polished is that's you know that's our that's our style. <laughs> <laughs> well, again, we created this as two friends talking constantly at work over our office desk, and mm-hmm. me and one running day we were like, we should my lunch this. breaks all the time. <laughs> yep, yep. And one day we were just like, hey, let's do a podcast, and then the other one was like, okay. <laughs> that was basically the conversation. <laughs> Bought a couple microphones, and here we are, almost a hundred episodes later. Crazy, yep. crazy. We- All right, so we definitely appreciate that. Thanks to both of you, and uh, you know anybody else out there that wants to reach out, have your uh, email or message read on the show, just reach out. Meow Mix Mailbag. No, what is it? Mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Or hit us up on Twitter, at Meowmix Podcast. Or YouTube, like Pete did. Or YouTube. Just search for Meowmix Podcast. There's a theme there, Meowmix Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's take a quick break, and we'll be back with the preview. Today's episode is brought to you by Restaurant.com. With Restaurant.com, you can save at thousands of restaurants across the country with just a few clicks. Their dining deals range from $5 to $100, never expire, and cost you a fraction of face value. Dinner has never been easier with Restaurant.com, used for dine-in, takeout, or delivery. Restaurant.com is offering our listeners 50% off their next purchase by going to www.restaurant.com slash podcast. That's www.restaurant.com slash podcast for 50% off your next purchase. 
Restaurant.com is the best deal every meal. This episode is presented by Wild CBD. Wild produces the best tasting edibles on the market using real fruit and all natural flavoring. With flavors inspired by the Pacific Northwest, high quality ingredients, real fruit, and consistent dosing, Wild has become one of the leading cannabis edible producers in the country. Wild's new CBD line currently offers real fruit-infused gummies in blackberry, huckleberry, lemon, and raspberry, and CBD-infused sparkling water in raspberry, lemon, blackberry, and blood orange. Each gummy is dosed with 25 milligrams of CBD and can be purchased in a bottle of 10 or 20. Wild CBD is offering our listeners 30% off of their next purchase from wildcbd.com by using the code POD. That's code POD for 30% off of your next purchase. Wild CBD products are intended only for use by individuals aged 18 or older. Wild CBD products should only be consumed as directed on the label and should not be used if you are pregnant or breastfeeding. All Wild CBD products are made with ingredients containing 0% THC. Consult with a health professional prior to using Wild CBD in combination with any medications or other dietary supplements. And we are back. All right, so this is the Week 10 preview presented by Manscaped. Guys, check out manscaped.com for all of your male grooming needs. Ball deodorizers, trimmers, nail kits, body wash, um, boxers, t-shirts, all kinds of stuff. Really quality items here. Uh, manscaped.com, save 20% with code MEOWMIXPODCAST, and you also get free shipping. Uh, I actually ordered a couple of more things. They sent us a few things, but I ordered uh, some body wash and uh, a nail grooming kit just for myself because I like the stuff. Uh, and it's awesome. So Meow Mix Podcast, as the promo code, 20% off, free shipping. Check it out. All right. We're going to kick it off as we always do with the injury reports. We'll go with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers first. A lot of folks there. Actually, we'll just do the DNP first. A non-injury related Rob Gronkowski, just a veteran rest day for him. The rest of these are limited practice, limited participant in practice. Shaquille Barrett, Levante David, Chris Godwin, Ali Marpet, Steve McClendon, Scotty Miller, Sean Murphy Bunting, Jason Pierre-Paul. Uh, Those I are all much. big names. Yeah. A lot of big names, yeah. And all limited participants in practice? So. Yeah, I was going to say, they'll probably all play. The only pro- and Rob Gronkowski is probably partying on a boat in the Tampa Bay, so <laughs> right. he'll yeah, be fine. Tampa, Tampa's got, uh, they've had some pretty lucky, I mean, they've had, you know, their, their wide receivers have been a little up and down in terms of injuries this year, but overall they've been pretty lucky injury-wise. Uh, for the Panthers, not quite as lucky. Um the players that did not practice, we mentioned Christian McCaffrey, Russell Lacung, a frequent addition to this injury list. Ian Thomas, this is a not injury-related, did not practice. Stephen Weatherly. Uh, and then limited practice, Reggie Bonifan, Jeremy Chin, who uh, looks like is trending towards playing, which is good. Marquise Haynes, Ether Grossmatos, and Dante Jackson, also a frequent addition to this list. So... Uh, McCaffrey, obviously not going to play. We know that a Kung, 
I almost would have to assume he's not going to play. Yeah. I, um, does yeah. Akung ever play? Like, <laughs> Even so when he does it'll play, be interesting not... if Dennis Daly or Greg or Greg Little will get the starting spot there. Yeah, Daly not on the list. So, uh, but I, I did see that they Daly got a little shaken up last week, mm-hmm. and they didn't put him back in. Rule said that they thought that Little uh, was moving around better. So. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting kind of how they go forward with that position, especially since Okung is not going to be back here next year. Um, If they start, if Greg Little finally takes that position over, if they just let him have it in that way, he can grow into it for next year. Or if they're already writing him off for, you know, him being the starter left tackle for the future. Yeah. I mean, Okung has said that he wouldn't mind coming back here and playing, he doesn't really fit what the Panthers are trying to do, though, in terms of going young. So uh, I guess if if they think that they can compete next year, maybe they would do something like that. But he's not really he's not really having a great season. So no. not sure that they. I mean, he's him. having a solid season when he plays, but the problem is he's only that's playing half the season. Yeah, you can't. <laughs> and and I mean, I hate saying this as an older player. That's one of the negatives that they're going to have, yeah. anyways, is that they're going to get injured more and. He's yeah. proven that. You're getting paid for 16 games if you're only playing eight of them. Then you're not gonna you're not gonna be asked back. Um, let's look real quick at the betting lines. Tampa Bay is favored by five and a half uh, over the Panthers, which is like half of what Kansas City was favored by last week. Uh, over under in this game is 50 and a half, and uh, that's about it. So. I don't. I'm not shocked by either of those. Really. No. Maybe maybe a little surprised that the Bucks aren't favored by more. I, I don't just know. Given, the bu- just the given Bucks, the usual national apathy towards the Panthers, I guess that is true. But we just played the Chiefs really close, lost by two, and they just got smacked around by the Saints on prime time. So they did. You never know. They did. Uh, of course, this is the second game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers this year for the Panthers. I think this is no, this is we played the Falcons twice already. But uh, yeah, this so this is a another divisional game here. The first game against the Fal or the ugh, Falcons on the brain, the Bucks. We lost thirty-one seventeen. Although that game was closer than the final score. Uh, Bridgewater had a lot of yards in that game, three hundred sixty-seven passing yards, but two interceptions, no touchdowns. And Brady was kind of average, so that was mm-hmm. when the Bucks were still sort of finding their their sea legs. And before Sunday night, I would have said that they are rolling, 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 but they got destroyed Sunday night, mm-hmm. as you as you kind of touched on there. Yeah, and I actually kind of watched some film study, and what the Saints really did well. I I hate saying this, but they got pressure on Brady, where a mm. lot of the deep routes that they love to run. They couldn't run it because Brady was already throwing the ball away or throwing it, hoping a guy would get open. Uh, Brady and his receivers were also not on the same page that there was eight times that the receiver ran a wrong route Hmm. or Brady just read the wrong read. So getting to Brady, I think, is very key. I I say that every week, getting to the quarterback is key, but 
I think after watching that film study of what the Saints did, that is very important. Now, quickly, statistically, though, the Bucks' offense averaged 27.8 points per game, 92 yards on the ground, 256 through the air. Now, they're only giving up 22.6 points per game. They're number one in rushing defense. They're only giving up 77 yards on the ground. Meanwhile, the Panthers give up 109 on the ground. So, I mean, you could tell the huge difference there. Yeah. Now, through the air, they're very similar. I think you have to throw the ball, but you also have to get to Brady. Agreed, yeah. And we talk every week. It's it's sort of a broken record in terms of pressure the quarterback, pressure the quarterback, pressure the quarterback. That's obviously a massive, a huge thing in the NFL. But with Brady especially... That's always been his Achilles heel. He's always played behind very good offensive lines. So you're not always able to do that. The Mm -hmm. Panthers, I mean, we sort of get close to the quarterback, but we don't really get the quarterback down. So, yeah, I mean, I would agree to you. If the Panthers can pressure Brady and can maybe even get him on the ground a couple of times, that's going to be huge for the Panthers. Uh, To me, one of the keys is going to be making – Tampa Bay one-dimensional. Make them throw the ball. Shut down that run because when the Panthers start to get run on, it's usually a long day. Yeah. No, that's true. And Uh, we only had one QB hit in the first game we played it. uh And they hit Teddy Bridgewater seven times. The Saints had nine QB hits last week. Again, that's going to be key to this. Yeah, in the first game, Fournette ran for 103 yards on the Panthers. Uh, Ronald Jones, we we were able to bottle up a little better, only 23 yards, but only had seven carries. Uh, overall, they they ran well in the Panthers, though, 22 carries for 122 yards, uh, an average of five and a half and three touchdowns rushing. So, yeah, I think um, it well, does seem Well, didn't Fournette like, have like a 50-yard run that game? He had a 46-yard run, I think, towards the end of that game. Yeah. Yeah. So, overall, it wasn't horrible. I mean, that was, still counts, you know, yeah. <laughs> and it was a huge play. Yeah. I think so. you're right. I think it was late in the fourth quarter, and that, like, drove him down to get a touchdown. Yep. That's exactly what it was. There was a minute 50, minute 48 left, and Pan- they were up by a touchdown and got that last score. So, yeah. Um, but, you know, the Bucks are very talented. They're also very undisciplined. Mm-hmm. which is something that Tom Brady has sort of had to adjust to. Uh, and like I said, before they got waxed by the Saints, they were playing very well. And they looked like they could be the best team in the, in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird to see them just get totally throttled like that. I really don't know what to make of it. Well, I think Drew Brees gets the ball out so fast. And I think that defense predicates on sacks. They really Mm -hmm. do. Uh, I think they average close to four sacks a game. And I think that's kind of what they did. They just dipped and dunked away. I'm trying to find out how many hits they had last. Yeah, they only hit Drew Brees three times. If we can protect Teddy Bridgewater, give him enough time to get the ball out, I I I think that's the way you have to do this. Yeah, and conversely, New Orleans hit Brady nine times. Mm-hmm. 
uh, with three sacks. So <clears throat> I don't know the Panthers have hit a quarterback nine times all season. And But uh, Burns not on the injury list. Uh, Gross Matos was, but the, last week was his first game back. Uh, so hopefully he's got another week where he, you know, gets gets in the shape there. Yeah, he only's played twenty one percent of the snaps. So yeah. Speaking yeah, we of, mentioned during the game that he he was sort of invisible. Yeah. But that turns out he was you know they're they're working him back in slowly. Yeah, and he's still on the injury report. So yeah. obviously it's still bothering him. Mm-hmm. Some positive things about the snap count, even though he still got my uh, zero of the game. Tahir Whitehead only got 23% of the snaps last week. So maybe the coaching staff is actually seeing what we're seeing now. Yeah, I think Carter had the the most snaps, you know, outside of Shaq, obviously. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, Taylor is now on IR. So those snaps aren't going to be there for him. Um, but, but yeah, Jeremy it's, it Chin was good to back. see. Jeremy Chin, yeah. Um, playing his sort of hybrid role back there. That's going to be a huge a huge thing for the Panthers because mm-hmm. Jeremy Chin is going to probably line up a lot with Gronkowski. Yeah. And, and Justin I, Burris is back as well. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. Was he officially activated? Um, I believe I thought I saw it, or if they plan on activating him. Okay. That would be huge. That'd be yeah. a... That'd, because Foster has played okay, but Franklin uh, Burris, Franklin, yeah, um, yeah. See, he's he's made such an impact on me. Um, <laughs> hey, he had a decent <laughs> game last week for an undrafted he rookie did. guy. He did. I mean, uh, that's what I'm saying. Like he's he's been okay. He's but Burris has was playing pretty well before he went out. So. Yeah, I agree. Uh, at least compared to Forrest, whatever his name was, um, Sam Franklin. How do you? I mean, that is such a professional name. I feel like he should be a lawyer just with that name. Sam, I think it's Sam Franklin the Third. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of a you know, it's kind of a boring name, so maybe that's why I don't remember it. Yeah, that Jeremy or win Chin, a yacht race. That's a, that's a cool name, <laughs> Brian Burns. That's a cool name. Spider yeah. Burns. Shaq Thompson. That's I really cool hope name. he has a really good game and roughs up Tom Brady legally. Well, we that's what we need, right? Yeah. Uh, without McCaffrey, of course, the Panthers will go back to that offense that they had before McCaffrey got back, um, which is probably going to involve a lot of Teddy Bridgewater throwing the ball. Um, what do we expect this week from? What do we expect from DJ Moore? Like, what's up with DJ Moore? I don't know. The last time we played them, he had a eight receptions, one hundred and twenty yards, I, but he just seems invisible. I don't know if it's Teddy Bridgewater because I've seen some videotapes or, you know, some plays where DJ Mm -hmm. Moore is wide open and Teddy Mm -hmm. Bridgewater went somewhere else with the ball. One was on that final drive Mm -hmm. where, I mean, if he got it there, it could have been six. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah, that was uh, the previous game against Tampa was by far DJ Moore's best game of the season. It's the only game that he's topped 100 yards. Mm -hmm. Uh he he's had 90 a couple other times, um, but he has most targets and his most receptions in that game. He hasn't had over five receptions in any game since, and only that once. I, so I, I'm going to say it. this, and some of the some people may get upset, but 
Is it that DJ Moore runs more deep routes and Teddy doesn't force the ball deep? Could it be that? I guess it could be, but we've seen DJ Moore take short passes and go the distance. Mm-hmm. Well, we saw it a lot with Cam, and he runs very good routes. I don't get it. You know, last week it was the the Curtis Samuel show, mm-hmm. and I'm wondering if. I mean, obviously Teddy, or uh, yeah, Teddy feels way more comfortable with Curtis Samuel right now than he does with DJ Moore. And it's kind of a shame because DJ Moore's a more talented receiver than Curtis Samuel. Yeah, I, I don't get it. I, I don't know what has happened in the locker room. I don't know if I'm hoping that Joe Brady sees something and talks to Teddy about it and DJ Moore. Well, there, there's certainly been a lot of noise this week about it. I mean, he only had three targets last week in a game we lost by two points. Mm-hmm. So, you know... <laughs> One long DJ Moore reception could have changed the entire thing, like you said. I mean, he was open on that last drive. So this was by far his least amount of targets in this year. Uh, 18 total receiving yards, also by far his lowest output of the year. So we'll see. I mean, I think that's going to be something to watch is whether they can get DJ whether they try to actively integrate more into the offense. And even with him not being integrated into the offense as much this year, he's still 13th in the NFL in receiving yards. Yeah. I mean, this is a pass-heavy team. I mean, Robbie Anderson, I'm assuming, is still top five. He's fourth. Yeah. Uh, so. But only one touchdown mm. for Robbie Anderson. and That was a uh, huge play, too. It wasn't in the red zone, was it? I'm trying to think. I don't. I don't even remember. It was several weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, actually, it was week one. <laughs> that was his last time. Yeah, I think that was that one. bomb to him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're right. Or yep. Bomb 25 70... yards down the field, and he made the guy yeah. miss. But 75 <laughs> yard reception. Sounds a lot more impressive than the throw was. Uh, but yeah, I mean, DJ Moore is fourth in the league in recept- like yards per reception at 18.3. So he is the. He's the deep threat, I guess, but. Robbie Anderson also is very fast, but he's only averaging 12 and a half yards per reception. So they're definitely going to to Robbie Anderson in terms of, you know, the the short routes and the screen passes and stuff like that. All that stuff that DJ Moore was doing last year, Robbie Anderson's doing this year, and DJ Moore's just not getting much of anything right now. Mm-mm. I, I don't know. I, I think it's going to be important to integrate him back into the offense because when he's going well, usually the Panthers' offense is clicking. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I have no clue as what's happening. That's the problem with having really th- three top-tier type of wide receivers out there is one guy's going to probably going to get forgot about sometimes. At the yeah, beginning, just, uh, at the beginning unf- you know, it was Curtis Samuel. Mm-hmm. In the past few games, it's DJ Moore. The only person yeah. who hasn't really fallen off is Robbie Anderson. It feels like they have him focused in. Yeah, he and Teddy have a very good connection. And it seems like Samuel has... I mean, Samuel honestly has earned a very a good mm-hmm. spot in this offense with his third down reception prowess. And then last week, like I said, it was a two-point game and he was extremely involved in the game. Yeah. So I, I think... You know, I know we, we kind of talked about a beer bit earlier. Do you have any 
Feelings on who's going to get more targets in this game, Samuel or Moore? I would say Samuel. Yeah. I think with uh, Christian out, I think he's going to go back to that split halfback wide receiver role. And now I said targets, not touches. I still think passing t- targets, t- too. passing targets. Okay. Okay. I, I kind of, I think I agree with you. I think Samuel is maybe even going to take over that number two role for the Panthers. Interesting. That'll be something to watch. Um, another thing to watch is going to be Mike Davis. Obviously he's going to have to do his, again, his best Christian McCaffrey impression. Uh, he has been good this season. Uh, as of late, he's sort of fallen off a bit. You know, those he had those three games where he looked really good. And then he had 12 yards against New Orleans the first time. He had a, 66 yards against Atlanta, but they just didn't get him the ball a lot. But his receptions have really fallen off. So his first four games that he played, eight receptions, eight receptions, five receptions, nine receptions. Since then, two receptions, five receptions, one reception, five receptions. So I'm going to be... I'm going to wonder if they're going to try to get him more involved in the passing game like they did with McCaffrey last week. Well, I'm, I don't know if he's going to get all the snaps like he was back then. Reggie Bonifant got injured that first game, mm-hmm. and it's been out ever since. And now that he's activated again, because you remember that first game, it was, I'd say, 70% Mike Davis and 30% Bonifant. I'm kind of curious if they're going to go back to that type of formulation or if it's going to be 90% Davis, 10% Bonifant. Something That's else a good to point. watch. Bonifant, Bonifant had... So, Mike Davis had 21 touches in that game against Arizona. And Bonifant had 12. Yeah. So, you're right. It was maybe maybe even more like 60-40. And then, uh, I think so that's yeah, the game that's he got injured on, too. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Let me see if he played that next game or not. Yeah, that's it. That was the last game he yeah. played. So, yeah, and he and he looked really good running the ball. Ten carries for fifty three yards in that game. So, uh, and a long of twenty two. So he was actually averaging pretty good production there. Mm-hmm. And he had a touchdown. He had that uh, receiving touchdown. So, yeah. Um, At least I mean, we have a Bonifant running could, back besides yeah, Mike Davis. I was gonna say, yeah, not Trotten, yeah, Trenton it's be Cannon good to see. out there. Mm-hmm. That was our best rushing game of the year as well. 35, 35 rushes in that game for the Panthers for 168 yards. We have not seen that since. I hope we do. Although I don't think the yeah, Bucks you... is the team to do it against. No, like you mentioned, they have a pretty stout rush defense. So uh, I think it's going to be a lot of halfback receptions in this game. All right. But we'll see. We'll see. Uh, all right, so prediction time. Beer bet of the week. We went ahead and discussed this a little bit before the show. Um, we're actually just going to do the over under 50 and a half points. I am taking the over. And I'll take a slight under. I think this is going to be a, a close game that both teams in the 20s, but the low 20s. See, I'm hoping that the Panthers can kind of get off the bat. I feel like last week they scored decently against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm hoping mm-hmm. they can continue that pace because 
the red zone D offense has struggled, and I'm hoping they can continue on. They're getting the yards. They're getting down there. They just need to get seven instead of three, and it's going to bump up our average and win us a few games. Yeah. Um, with McCaffrey out, that's going to be tougher, but that's definitely definitely our hope that that will happen. Uh, you have any bold predictions today, Jerry? My bold prediction. Teddy Bridgewater throws for over 375 yards. How bold that is. He was pretty close in the first game. Was he? But I'll, I'll give it to you. I'll give it to you. Yes, um, yeah, my, my, mine's going to be Curtis Samuel related. I think he's going to have 150 total yards in this game. I think he'll he'll go over 100 again just for the second time in his career in the air. And I think he's going to break a long rush as well. So going to give him 150 total yards in this game. Nice. Also picked him up in fantasy this week, so I really hope that happens. <laughs> now game <laughs> prediction time. Go ahead and start it off. So I always hate predicting a Panthers loss, uh, but the Bucks are coming in angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Panthers are unfortunately coming in on a big losing streak and losing our best player once again. If McCaffrey was healthy in this game, I think I would predict a Panthers win. I am unfortunately going to predict a Panthers loss in this game, but a close one, 24-21, Buccaneers. See, I was, I think they're going to be upset too, but I'm hoping that the Panthers have grown enough since that week two that this team was still filling each other out. And the Bucs are still up and down, as weird as that is. Mm-hmm. that they're, I, They were really gelling, and then they, they kind of struggled a couple times. I think they almost lost to the Chargers a couple weeks ago too. Mm-hmm. I'm going Bucks twenty-seven, Panthers twenty-eight. <laughs> <laughs> and you just figure that out right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what I had. Well, that'd be great. Uh, I love a close game, so that's sort of what I'm rooting for this year: is close games for the Panthers, interesting games, fun games to, to watch and to talk about. So either one of our outcomes would be fun to watch, at least, but yours would be better because it's a win. Yeah. Now, we want to thank everyone for listening. If you like our show, please let your friends know. Please follow us on Twitter at Meow Mix Podcast. If you have any questions or comments, you can email us at mailbag at meowmixpodcast.com. You can also DM us on Twitter or message us on YouTube. And if you leave us a five-star review with a comment on Apple Podcasts, we'll read your comment on the show. We'll be back on Monday morning with our recap of the Panthers-Buccaneers game. And until then, everyone stay safe out there and keep pounding.